When potential sermonizers were asked to deliver a sermon to form part of the Summer Loose Leaf Bible series, we were given a list of religious and spiritual words to choose from. I chose the word religion as it seemed to be a huge subject and I knew I could tackle it in any way I chose to. Maybe you arrived at this church because you became disillusioned with a traditional religion. Maybe you came to this church to participate in a community. Maybe you came here because many of us seem to be hardwired to need some type of structured religion or spirituality in our lives. I came here 30 years after being brought up in the Anglican Church of England faith. Back then, I decided that organized religion just... Um, pitted man against man and just I wouldn't want to touch it with a barge pole I thought and still do to some extent that religion is a major source of pitting man against man and has contributed to much of the violence and strife in the world like many people here I've been curious and explorative when it comes to wanting to delve into the big questions of life and death I found that Christianity and other religions merely explain the unexplainable and the unknowable by saying people needed to believe the doctrine, have faith, and they just did. Despite this, I've always felt a pang of envy towards people who have a total commitment to their faith and feel like their religion is the main reason for their lives. Many times it's a lot easier to disparage other people's ideas and beliefs than it is to create your own. It is with this in mind that I decided to create my own religion and design it in such a way that it would meet all my religious needs in a way that I'm totally comfortable with. I have called my religion Lunarism, derived from the word lunar, devotees of lunarism revere the moon and in particular moonite which is an invisible force that is the quintessential essence of life itself and is only found on the moon you may think I'm being flippant and disrespectful of established religions by thinking that I can invent my own religion but all religions are man-made and have to start somewhere. The main tenet of this belief system is that all fluids on earth, regardless of whether they are the vast oceans or the blood running through our veins, are subject to the invisible power of tides caused by the moon. This flow back and forth of liquid tides is responsible for the equilibrium that inspires love, laughter, compassion, and all other life-affirming forces in our world. Conversely, when the tides are in balance, wars, famine, and all other types of human strife flourish. In other words, if we revere the moon and pay it the respect it deserves, man's trials and tribulations can be greatly reduced and we can all live in a heaven created here on earth, 
Now, who wouldn't sign up for a religion that promises that? Lunarism has no hierarchy of power. Consequently, there is no need to ordain ministers, priests, or any other type of clerical official to conduct worship. This way, there is no room for the abuse of power that has been the trait of some established religions. Also, lunarism employs reasoning and free thinking rather than creed and dogma or doctrine to determine its direction. Lunarism leans on the humanistic belief that man is inherently good and inherently knows right from wrong. This applies to our relationships as well as to our relationship with the planet that we share. So what about the mechanics of this new religion? Worship services are held on an ad hoc basis. Believers gather together when they feel the need to take a moment in their lives to forget about their worldly issues, to clear their minds, and to reflect on the reverence and untarnished beauty of the moon. Regular practice clears any blocked liquid highways in the body, resulting in better health, less negative thinking, and a much brighter outlook on the world. Not only that, but these concentrated thoughts of worship and reverence towards the moon emanate like ripples caused from casting pebbles into water. Sound familiar? These ripples help to cleanse the ocean and restore natural habitats to our rivers. Wow. What if this creating my own religion lark actually works? Then I truly would be onto something good. All good religions have a symbol that is immediately recognizable and lunarism is no different. The symbol, as one might expect, denotes a white waxing moon shape on a black background. Simple, but very effective. Many religions also have an oracle or holy book that contains a wealth of do's and don'ts that are supposed to lead us to follow the correct spiritual and religious path. Lunarism has no such book and happily relies on fallible humans to live their lives as they imagine the moon would want them to. This is to ensure that words don't get misinterpreted or deliberately misconstrued in the way that extremists can justify terrorism. How many religions can boast their own dance? Not too many, I hazard to guess. Lunarism can, and it is, as you can probably guess, called the moon dance. This dance is routinely practiced when believers get together in one place. Moon dances are also readily performed by individuals with a few spare moments in their day. If you have seen people in unusual places dancing like no one is watching, then you're probably witnessing someone's interpretation of a moon dance. The Mormons have Salt Lake City, Christians and Jews have Jerusalem, and Muslims have Mecca. Obviously, any bona fide religion needs a special place it can call hallowed. Well, Lunarism has a small town in the southwest of England called Wareham. 
Why have I chosen this otherwise anonymous town? Easy is one of the few places that can boast a double tidal effect on its river. This means that the the tide ebbs and flows four times a day instead of the usual two. The moon definitely has a sense of humour, as this river is actually called the River Piddle. (laughs) And you can Google it uh, if you don't believe me. However, do not expect pilgrimages to be made here. It is merely the place where I stayed this year and had the flash of inspiration to start lunarism. (laughs) To substantiate the view that the moon has a sense of humour, lunarism believers have already adopted the name given to its followers by the media. Yep, you've guessed it. Its followers are called lunatics. Christians have Christmas, Jews have Hanukkah, and Muslims have Ramadan. Not to be outdone, lunatics have their special day too. Birthdays are lunatic holy days. It is the day when the person with the birthday has all the attention and love focused on them, celebrating the day by giving gifts and giving thanks. If Christmas is a birthday celebration, that is good enough for, it's good enough reason for Christians to call a holy day, and it, it's good enough for lunatics too. <clears throat> lunatics also celebrate lunar eclipses, and when there is a full moon. During a full moon, It rises at sunset and is visible all night long. At the end of the night, the full moon sets just as the sun rises. None of the other moon's phases have this unique phase. Some years there are no eclipses and other years there may be as many as three. Lunatics celebrate lunar eclipses by devoting their day to the homage and mindfulness of being at one with the moon. Typically, groups of lunatics will get together to eat a feast and will celebrate late into the night with moon dancing, preferably by moonlight. Now it's time for the nitty-gritty of lunarism. In some religions, there is good and evil. In lunarism, thoughts and actions either wax or they wane. During waxing positive... During waxing positive and vibrant energies are created, causing good deeds and other life-affirming things to happen in the world. Conversely, during waning, negative energies run amok and causing wars and many other types of human strife and hardship. So, how does one encourage waxing and attempt to eliminate waning? easy. It's through paying reverence and regular worship of Moonite. Remember that special stuff on the moon? If you already practice mindfulness, you have a head start with becoming a follower of lunarism, as the techniques applied during that practice 
are easily transferable to lunarism. Merely take time out of your day, turn your thoughts to the wonder of the moon and be grateful for its presence in your life. And hold it in your highest esteem. There you go. It's simple. No reading of Bibles, Torahs or the Quran to learn the intricacies of lunarism. No ministers, priests, rabbis or imams needed to deliver their truths at you. All you need is your own moon-guided truth to be a true believer. Generally, religions operate by promising either salvation, access to heaven, reincarnation, or enlightenment in return for the follower leading their lives according to their doctrine. So let's assume I have opened your eyes to the beauty of the moon and lunarism. What's the payback? Firstly, the world will be a dramatically better place with fewer wars, famine, disease, and human strife. Now, if that isn't good enough for you, what are you doing in this church? Unfortunately, I'm not in a position to promise you beautiful virgins, cute guys, washboard abs, or even rivers made of chocolate. I found starting a new religion a surprisingly easy process, as many people are unquestioning and are basically looking to be told what to think and what to believe. Like sheep, they are fine with having the responsibility of finding one's own truth taken away from them. I know this does not apply to questioning Unitarian Universalists like like yourselves, but I do hope you are ready to join me and delight in the wonders of the moon and reap all the benefits of living at one with the glorious power of moonite. If so, the world will be a healthier and more peaceful place and the moon will receive its long overdue reverence and a special place in our hearts. May the moon go with you.